Welcome back to Time Out with the Sports Doctor podcast, where life, sports, and medicine intersect. We're very glad that you continue to support this podcast. You can get the information on any platform uh, where podcasts are played, as well as getting the video content on YouTube. But if you want to just get one place to find all the content, go to my website at drgarrickthesportsdoctor.com and you will find everything on that website. So without further ado, let's get into this episode. All right, so welcome to another episode of Time Out with the Sports Doctor podcast. And we have another very interesting guest for you today, Mr. DaVentry Jordan. Um, he is introduced to me by uh, Troy Jones, who you know was on the podcast a couple of weeks back. Uh, another person in the sports performance and training space. So very glad to have you here. Hey, thank you, man. I appreciate you uh, taking the time to have me on. man. it's an honor and a blessing. Absolutely. So he wears a lot of hats. You know, he's a husband, a father, yes. as well as the CEO. Let's not leave out husband, father, and Christ follower, right? Yes, sir. Yes, and sir. the founder and CEO of Game Face Training. So mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know exactly everything he's doing right now, but we're going to learn together. And I'm really yeah. excited to hear about his platform and the way that he's impacting not only sports, but men and women in general. Yeah. No, thank you, man. I started out, you know, um, I'm from the state of Minnesota. Grew up in North Minneapolis, single family household, um, attended St. Cloud State, got my undergrad in human development and family studies, took an internship after college uh, with Under Armour and did some combine 360 stuff with them, which led into me, you know, working with a company called Bite Tech, which got me on the IMG campus. From there, spiraled off to me watching training and sports and what people were doing. And I'm like, I, I, I got to do this, man. I can do this. I can run that play. So yeah. um, I have some guys, some strength coaches in my life that, you know, helped me out a lot and kind of showed me the way, you know, and, and, and to being a performance coach. And um, slowly after about two of traveling so much across the country, training athletes, um, I moved back to Minnesota, man. I had a nice car at the time. I didn't have much money in my bank account. I'm sitting at the kitchen table, you know, with my family, um, my son and my wife. I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do with my life next, you know? And it's hard when you're speaking from a position where you ain't got nothing, right? I ain't got much, right. but I got a nice car. So mm-hmm. my wife was like, you want to be a performance coach? Duh, you know how to train. And I'm like, man, I don't, I'm going to do it. So I walked outside and um, sold my car, sold my BMW. So I had a BMW 750i, you know, back then, 2012. <laughs> sold my car and bought a Subaru Tribeca, a little crossover truck. And took the rest of the money, bought some equipment off eBay, and I started training my son's AU basketball team. At the time, he's playing traveling basketball, and I started training that team, and they got really, really well. People started taking notice, and it's amazing how it's just a spiral effect. One thing led to another thing, led to another thing, led to another thing, led to another thing. And I think, like, you know, it just got beyond me. Because I'm always saying to myself, hey, I just want to make enough money to train to take right. pay my bills. But God had a different vision for me. And, um age of 36. This time I'm 32. I got went back and got my master's in kinesiology. Uh, I'm the oldest dude in school, right? I'm looking at everybody. I got kids, you know, these they fresh out of college and go right and get their master's. I'm trying to juggle work, get them, get my master's. It was, so that's a whole different story. We can talk about that in a different episode. Yeah. But um, I just evolved, man. The business and the brand has evolved. And like you said, I, I wear so many hats. And sometimes when you wear so many hats, you drop the ball in a lot of places. 
And so I found myself early on in my career of just dropping the ball so much, right? Being too controlling, um, trying to dictate too much, and not letting people flow in, in their natural gift of what they need to be in. It caused me to get evicted out of, out, of, out of one of my major spaces early on, um, which really broke my heart. And at that time, I really saw who was really there for me, right? Um, I was helping so many other people, you know, and one, they found out I got evicted. I was losing my space. So many people just walked out of my life. Yeah. Naturally. And a lot of my competition was really happy. But at the time for me, it was really a defining moment for me. Because it wasn't the training that was bad, right? Yeah. The training has always been great. It was just me as a business person, right? I let the vision get past me. So yeah. I got evicted, took a couple months off. Um, we ended up getting a small. So the space I got evicted from was about 12,000 square feet. Took a couple months off. Had to take a break. I ended up getting into a space about four thirty five hundred square feet, and uh, the place was magical, man. We got into that space and we changed so many lives. I'm talking about, dude. Like, if fifty D one players came out of Minnesota, we have forty of them. <laughs> that's, how many, that's how many athletes we were, we were training. Got into that space, man, and it was magical. All of a sudden, this is about 2019. And, you know, in 2020, COVID hits. Right. Right before COVID, my little brother that I raised passed away in January and COVID hits right in like that February, March. So it shut us completely down. So um, I'm in that space. I'm finally making a little money. COVID shuts us down. My brother passes away. And I didn't know what I wanted to do in my life after that. You know, somebody that close to me um, passes away. That's been with me my whole life that I raised. Spiritually as a man of God, it was really a testing moment for me as my faith. Um, one of the fast and hiatus, you know, COVID shut us down. So I didn't train any time. I sat down for those couple months and I really just reflected on, on not who I needed to be, but where God wanted me to be. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, shortly after we opened back up, you know, in the state of Minnesota, we had like a four person minimum in our facility. I'm like, I got to make some money. You know, we open now and I didn't want to turn kids away because for me, it's ministry work. Right. Got contacted by Lifetime and then, you know, sat down and the rest is history. So now we have a, a national partnership with Lifetime that we've been with for three years and been able to expand across the country. Wow. Uh, hence is why we're in Florida. So uh, right now I'm in my office in Minnesota. Yeah, that's, that's just what we're doing, man. This is a great thing, dude. We, we got some great coaches. I got great managers. And, like, you know, we're probably one of the only performance training companies I feel like around the country that has a true performance progression where all of us work from the same platform seamlessly. Yeah. You know, no, that's awesome. That's awesome. And, you know, that's what I love about this podcast so much. I told you we were going unscripted, right? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. your message alone, you've already given me so much to chew on because there's somebody that's bought in completely now to this interview because they just heard that you lost it all, right? And yeah, then you had, to try to, you had to build it back up from nothing. And now you're larger than you ever could imagine Bro, being. So it was so bad. I was to a point where it was so bad, like, <laughs> it was so bad. I was in court. I was in the courthouse. I remember I was at the court with, with the landlord's attorney. And it was a profound moment for me. Because I owed, I owed like seventy, eighty thousand at back rent. Right. Yeah. So my space was a lot. And, the, and so what I did was I sold my car, I wiped out my bank accounts. I came with a with a cashier's check ready. Mm. Right. And he said, DeVenture, you're a good guy. Even if you give us this money, we're still gonna evict you. Take the money, try to pay some off some of your debt, and just go. Wow. And in my mind, I didn't want to do that because I'm worried about yeah. what everybody else is going to think about me. 
Yeah. I'm like, no, I can. So my pride start kicking in. No, I'm gonna make it work. I'm gonna make it work. No, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. And at the time, I'm getting like emails from payday loans because I took out a bunch of payday loans. Also, you know, the loans where you get twenty thousand dollars, but they're deducting two or three hundred dollars a day from your account. Right. Those high, those high interest loans. You'll never catch up, <laughs> bro. I had like ten of them. So like, for me to make any money, I had to make about a thousand bucks a day just to break even. So I had a bunch of NSFs, a bunch of just stuff they were just taking out my account. So I tried to pay a lot of that stuff off and I had to put my equipment in storage. I had to save somebody to get my other space. Well, dude, I was in a bad, bad, bad place. I'm just like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. But what ended up happening was that what I didn't know God knew. Yes. Me being evicted and, and going to the bottom like that was a really a reflection point of my faith in God because I never lost faith even going through that. When my brother died, I didn't lose faith. It just was a, re- a realignment of my vision and where he needed me to be. Yeah. So I just had to realign my goals all over again and say, God, like, I just have to fully submit to what you want me to do. And once I started submitting to him, my whole life changed. Yeah. My and I want to point out something too. So as you mentioned in the beginning, you had a 750i, right? You didn't have no. much else, but you had a 750i. Talk yeah. about how your priority has shifted now, because I know that feeling when I first came yeah. out, I drove a Range Rover, you know, yeah, I had yeah, the fancy yeah. shoes. I was yeah. a doctor. I got this paycheck. So I had to live to a certain standard. You know, now my wife and I, we laugh. We'll walk by the shoe stores. We'll walk by Louis Vuitton, whatever. You show me a multifamily home. Let's talk about that. Right, you can right, keep, right. keep your purses, keep your fancy cars, keep all that. Let's talk now about how we can invest and grow this. So how has your just perspective shifted, you know, after going through losing everything, having to give it up and then growing it back. So now it's about value and perspective and about alignment. It's about sustainability. So like for me, I got some nice things, right? Sure. Um, sure. I don't have the nicest house, but I got a great home for me. Right. And it's about what I need, not what I want. You know, do I want a million dollars in my bank account? Everybody does have it now and I don't need it now. And you know, for like for me, I drive a nice car, but it took me six, seven years to get a nice car, right? Yeah. And I think what we do is social media portrays this vision for us to try to keep up with, with the Joneses. And half the people on social media don't even own the stuff they got anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's perception. Hey, I'm driving, this, I'm driving this new Bentley truck. I got the new Escalade IT, but you live in an apartment building. I'm successful. You don't even own a right. Yeah. Right, you work a normal job making sixty thousand dollars a year, but you want to drive an Escalade, but you don't got nothing. I think now, like, if I'm talking about culturally, you know, we have to get to a place of of owning, owning, owning what we have, and not living beyond our means and having six months in the bank account to to pay your bills, right? And not buying every pair of Jordans that come out, you know, every month because it's a new drop and you got ten pairs sitting there. We don't need to do that stuff. Number one, consumers. Yeah. Number one, but, it, you know, if you're going to spend money, spend it on education, spend on bettering yourself as a person, spend on bettering your family, spend it on bettering your business. You know, I sit on the board of men's health and, you know, I talk to the guys all the time, the new people about starting your own business, like buying tax write-offs, buying deductions, find different ways to like not manipulate the system, but do what rich people are doing. They don't tell us what to do. Right. You know, invest in you. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. So talk about the men's health. I saw that you are 
you know, part of the Men's Health magazine. Yes, sir. I'm on their advisory board. So it's cool. It's kind of cool. They call me as a, as Eb, who's uh, the guy who got me on there. I'm on a diversity and inclusion council. So what they do a strength and diversity every year where they get personal trainers um, that are uh, different colors. And they do, they, they take them and help them start their own business. They help them get like CSC certified. And I'm one of the speakers and one of the board people that mentor these guys through, guys and girls through the process, how to start your own LLC. What does it look like? What type of business should you have? Should you work inside of a gym? Should you start your own business and get your own space? So I sit on this board where I'm mentoring and guiding them. And then another facet that I do is I help produce articles for them. So like, what's the best fitness equipment out there that you should buy? What's the best equipment that you should put in a small box chip? What's the best dumbbells that I should have? What's a good speed progression for a basketball player or for a football player? You know, so I do things like that. And how did that, you mentioned you making these protocols and that your gyms are located in different areas, but they're all following the same protocols. So talk a little bit about that because that's very unique. Generally, you know, if you go to whatever the name of the gym is, you find a trainer, you hope they're qualified, you hope that they know what they're doing and you just have to trust them. But talk about the, you know, the programming that you have in your gyms. If you're enjoying this episode, don't wait to the end to share it. Share it now. Share this with a friend or a colleague that you think might find value in this information. And then also make sure that you click and leave us a five-star review and give us feedback because we really value your feedback and your input. Now back to the episode. Well, Ben, like... For us, we're family, right? The one biggest thing that I saw that CrossFit had, I don't like the workouts, but what CrossFit does is the community. Buy-in. And I yeah. said, how do we create the community and the buy-in to get these athletes to do what we need them to do? First, I have to get the coaches to do what I need them to do, right? And to drink the Kool-Aid. So what we do is we don't try to bring in two experienced people. We bring in kids from college and we make them intern. So before you could be one of our performance coaches, like you have to give us your time first before I give you my time. So we make you go through hundreds of hours of internship hours to learn our platform. And we have an internship program that we put you through. And then you have to do a test out. Then based off that test out, we hire you and train you into our, like, our plyometric progressions, our movement progressions, our strength progressions, you know, to get you to where you need to be. And it's always evolving. Because every year, everything is changing. There's a new piece of equipment that comes out. There's yeah. a new workout that comes out. There's something that comes out where we have to be in that cutting edge, right? And also, I surround myself like guys like Troy, who I talk to on a regular basis, like, hey, what are you seeing in the industry? What are the trends right now? Is it ACL prevention? Is it PCLs, right? Is it the VMO? Like, what's going on in the industry that we need to be aware of? So who all is working in the gyms that you own? Is it any therapist or? No, I don't have it. I don't, we don't have a lot of medical. We do work with some chiropractors. Okay. Um, that we have right now, we have in Lifetime, we have called Life Clinic. So we engage them sometimes, but mostly what we do is we end up referring a lot of our athletes out. Yeah. But we're trying to find a way from us is how to really mesh medical and performance together. Because that's the perfect plan right there. It's yeah. where we're able to stay in our lane and be the performance coach and let the medical partners be the medical. And what we were talking about before we started recording is the real need right now is we have people perform, you know, teaching athletes how to work out and train healthy athletes. Uh, we have physical therapists that are rehabbing our injured athletes. 
and we mm -hmm. have doctors that are taking care of the athletes. But mm -hmm. in very few situations do you have all these people under one roof or in mm -hmm. one system so that mm -hmm. when you run out of your physical therapy visits three months out and you're not returning to the field for another four or five, six months, you can safely walk into your gym. And I know as a doctor that you're in good hands and you continue to right. progress right. Uh, You know, right. from where the physical therapist dropped off to where the athlete needs to be when they safely return to play. No, I agree. And I agree. I and mean, that's where the industry is going. So and you look at around the country, you know, these medical companies are spending millions of dollars to bring, to make that happen and make that dream into reality. You know, you look in Florida, I think there's a place right now where they're, are they seeing the old Dolphin Stadium? They're spending like $80, 90000000 million down there in Miami, doing something down wow. there. And in Minnesota, we have a lot of people here who are, you know, attempting to do the same thing. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. So, you know, it's a beautiful story about how you, just followed your passion and followed your dream. What was your, your um, past as far as athleticism or were you a college player? Were you a high school player? Yes. So I ran my, my, my thing is track and football. I like to say I'm okay. a track runner first, football player second. Um, I ran track in college my first two years and I quit just because I don't like the way to change up my form and the coaching. And football, I played for all four years. I played outside linebacker. You know, that's the only way I could get to college, man, was a scholarship, man. My mama couldn't afford that, man. Yeah. You know, so... If I didn't get no scholarship, I wouldn't go. Yeah. And, but I think this is important for athletes to hear because, you know, you finish up four years, two years, whatever, and you have mm -hmm. a degree or you don't have a degree, but you have a specific skill set that you learn from the hours of being on the field and the multitasking of uh, balancing practice with travel yeah. and class. Yeah. You know, those are things that you might not be able to write on your resume, but they definitely project well to the C-suite. They project well yeah. Uh, yeah. to being a good worker. So I need yeah. athletes to hear that you have this skill set that you might not even be aware of, but it can make you a great entrepreneur. It can make you great at whatever your job is later. I, I just think that athletes need to understand, like, this more than being a professional athlete. You can still be around sports and be involved in, yeah. in the sporting industry and not have to be the guy on the field or on the basketball court or on the tennis court, right? And, like, even for you, like, you work with athletes all day. We yeah. work for athletes all day, right? And You're it's right like there with them. Everything happens. And now, you know, with all this stuff going on with like the new Netflix thing, that, which is really good, by the way, that quarterback's one, you know, it's showing that athletes want to get 1% better. If you get an athlete that much better, yeah, you know, you're doing your job. You yeah. know, we talked today, I was talking to Chris today, you train eight months to play four months, you know? And just sustainability is key, man. So, you know, I get kudos to the people off the field who help these athletes stay on the field. Yeah, yeah. Now, it takes a community, you know. it's mm -hmm. You need doctors, you need therapists, you need psychiatrists. You know, athletes yeah. are under a lot of pressure to perform mm -hmm. every day mm -hmm. because you mm -hmm. can't slack off, you know, when you have, like you mentioned, you might be carrying a generation on your back. You know, you're probably the first person to go to college or the first person to make it to a professional sports. So, all of that's on the, in the back of your mind and that pressure to perform can, you know, for some people be very daunting and even paralyzing. Yeah, me being older, I'm 43, I'm a father and it's understanding to meet athletes where they're at and not judge anybody. I don't judge anybody, man. You know, when we get combine guys down here, everybody's coming from all walks of life and, you know, in our orientation meeting, I talk about, you know, we're a new team and buy-in, right? Because if I can't get yeah. you to buy-in what I'm trying to do for you, it doesn't matter how we do it. You're not going to do it anyway. 
Right. It's multiple ways to do it. Right. <laughs> you know, and um and we really believe in culture. And like I said, a community. And uh, we're Christians. Um, and I try to show these athletes, men and women, how we do it as minorities. How just because you were raised in a house with no mother or no father doesn't mean that you can't be one. Doesn't mean right. that you can't be married. Doesn't mean that you can't have kids. And doesn't mean you can't do it the right way. Right? Doesn't mean that you can't save money and, and be a business owner. You know, you could break those generational curses and do what you need to do for you and your family. Yeah. Yeah. And change the trajectory. Yeah you know, for years to come. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So timeout with the sports doctor, this is your final timeout. So, you know, thank you, number one, for coming on and sharing your success as well as your failures. And, yeah. you know, game face training, that name alone is means more than what I know right now. But just tell us yeah. what that means to you and what that'll mean to the athletes that come to work with you. You know, game face training is something that you have to wear your whole anywhere you go you work in the office on the field when you're at church when you're in a football game when you're trying to take a test you'll always have your game face on. I mean, that's why we came up with the name because it just transcends beyond just training you know it's a community it's, it's an environment it's a culture um it's a lifestyle and our other tagline we use is when today right let's focus on today we can't worry about tomorrow today when today control what you can control so tell Stay athletes there. tell people how they can follow what you're doing how they can find you as far as locations of your gyms and everything like that. We are uh, with Lifetime Fitness right now. We're in Boca Raton, Florida, uh, the Boca Raton, Boca Raton Lifetime. In Minnesota, we're in New Hope, Minnesota. Our Instagram is Game Face Training. Um, our website is GameFaceTraining.com. And my personal Instagram is Deventry, D-E-V-E-N-T-R-I, Jordan. That's my Instagram. Um, you can hit me up if you got questions about how do I get in the industry? Am I, am I doing the right protocol? You know, what, what's a day in the life like of being a performance coach? I want to become a better athlete. I want to combine training, NBA pre-draft, anything. You guys can hit me up and ask me any kind of questions you need. Yeah, and he will respond. I can guarantee you that. It's funny yeah. because when I, when I released my episode with Troy, uh, yeah. he immediately reached out and was like, look, I'm no Troy Jones, but I know a couple of things and I'm willing to talk yeah. to you. Yeah. So, And that's, that's how dog, I truly... Man. That's how it yeah. works. That's how this industry works. Yeah. That's how podcasting works. That's truly how social media can be used for good is to Amen. connect with people in different walks of life with a common goal, a common philosophy. And you can really, you know, together collaborations, you can do more than doing it on your own. Sure. No, yeah. thank you for having me on, man. I appreciate it. And, you know, I think the next episode, you know, we do is we got to get me and Troy together. It's yeah, fun. no, that'll be a blast. Yeah. <laughs> I can only you imagine know, the energy there. So, yeah. Oh, uh, you know, we talk about protocols. We talk about the industry. We talk about, you know, speed progressions and movement progressions yeah. and lifting progressions, equipment, you know, and we ramble off. We'll be talking about how's your family doing to, hey, what's that <laughs> speed progression to, yeah. hey, what are you eating tonight? You know what I mean? Right. We go, right. it's, it's, it's good conversations. No, that'd be great. You know, a great uh, episode for athletes to tune into or yeah. just weekend warriors, anyone about how they want to become better at whatever they're doing. So, We'll yes, definitely sir. get that together. All right. Hey, well, thank you for your time, sir. Absolutely. Thank you for continuing to support this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, then please leave a five-star review. And if you haven't done so, subscribe so you continue to get the updated episodes. Until later, peace.